And we're back with the Legion of Zoom, the buddies talking tutties. It's zero coverage time. <laughs> Tonight on the pod, we have Ant out in Brooklyn, our fearless leader. Out in Baltimore, we got Capo. And of course, in God's country tonight, Ed Bob. You're here with a little bit of a, a, a fearsome foursome, okay? You know, we'd be a really good, uh, you know, rushing the quarterback, you know. Good defensive rush, good defensive line we got here tonight. We'd do well in the box. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to send any extra pressure because we're getting pressure with four. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all, that's all that's needed. You know, it's like the Giants against the Patriots in the, uh, in the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of big games, you guys want to play a game? I would absolutely love to. So, cap. so you, you can either choose from pile pushing, challenge flags, or who tweeted this? Ooh. Ooh. Who can choose first? How do we, how do we choose who, who picks first? Everybody screaming to the microphone at one time. Like, who tweeted this? Know, like, does. Who tweeted this? Who tweeted this? <laughs> who tweeted this? <laughs> who tweeted this? <laughs> So I'm going to hit translate tweet after I read it, and maybe it might give me a better idea. So it starts off with a tampon bay, as if I was covering up the microphone, sorry. Tampon bay, Tom Booty, you dig. Um, and translate tweet doesn't really help us out. Um, and it says translated from Russian. So... Any ideas? Any clues? Terrific, like Cap. That just that added so much. Hmm. Was it uh, Skip Bayless? Incorrect. Mm. I mean Drago. <laughs> Hasbula. No. Nikolai Volkov. No, but if you said A B, you were correct. Antonio. Yeah. All right. He strikes again, huh? Oh, yes. Uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> move. Cap, your mic cut out a little bit there. Did I'm you waiting. freeze? Did he freeze? I can't tell because he's on the floor. As you were saying. Just like that. Cap- as, you, as you were saying, you were, you were moving on. You were transis- transition- transitioning. Transitioning. There we go. I feel like we got to start first and, first and 15. That feels like a false start on me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, we haven't even started first down. We're playing We're playing a game right now. We're not even into your uh, your segment here on first, on first down. Right now we're just kind of, you know, a little bit into kickoff. Just Antonio Brown tweeting with CTE or uh, something. Somebody that um, allegedly would tweet like they have CTE. Is that how you say that? No. Yes. Well said. CT allegedly. <laughs> so, uh, I want, for my my other two points, just I'll throw them out there for you. Uh, pile pushing should be uh, uh, eliminated, should be outlawed. Uh, too many injuries and challenge flags. Coaches need to like dance around and throw the challenge flag, like uh, like Dave Chappelle in his N one baseball and bowling video, right? Like you can't just throw the challenge flag. You no, you ha- no, you have to. Yeah, you. I, I agree. You have to like like when a referee is like you know it's late game situation like an NBA basketball game and they call charge going the other way. You know what I mean? When they just like put their fists all into it, like like Chris Cody when he's like calling somebody out. Um, I I completely agree, Capo. You have to have that kind of enthusiasm when you're throwing the flag. And with and with pile pushing, um, it wasn't really a pile push today, but I saw a big a big boy like they he they kind of. 
were like behind the running back and he like the running back did most of the work himself. But what the 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 lineman did is he like somersaulted over the pile that was already in front of him. It was terrific. <laughs> I loved I, I forgot who it was. I love the I love the big men who call themselves non-athletic, but they're out there like, you know, dancing, doing ballet, ballet pirouetting between, you know, defenders. Like big fellas get some love too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Let's get in the first down, Capo. First down. With your new segment here on Zero Coverage. Oh, so we're going to do a recap with a top tentative three. The three T's. The three Coming T's? The three T's. Okay. And it's this week's segment is called Exposing the D. Well, where we are, we are going to pick, and th- no pun intended or anything, but we are going to pick three offensive players who just clearly exposed the D this week in the league. Um, starting off with number three. And I don't want to, uh, you know, leave him hanging or anything. Uh, Green Lizard, the Glizzard, um, number two, Hopkins. No, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit. Hopkins, 10 catches, about what? It was a 90-some yards. I'm not, not in front of me. I'm just going off memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cardinals, they couldn't score in the first quarter. Here they scored in the first quarter. Um, they were still pretty bad early. But once, you know, Hopkins, 10 yards a clip. Every single any every single route he ran, 10, 10 yards. And if not, it was a penalty. Um, dude's the truth. It makes Kyler Murray uh, legit. And uh, number one, we are going to go with a tie with the Walker brothers. PJ Walker and Kenneth Walker, both studs. One outdueled Tom Brady, who would rather play and lose to PJ Walker than spend time with Giselle. And he's getting divorced mm-hmm. because of it. Oh, allegedly. And Kenneth Walker, who just ran all over uh, Justin Herbert's uh, chargers. Um, ran all over Mac and them boys. Just ran all over them. And mm-hmm. I, I have to say, Kenneth Walker is the best Walker. Um, like, there's no, no other Walker stands even close to him, not even Herschel. Um, we were talking about CTE, and I don't even know what to even say about that. Um Kenneth Walker's not walking around with any fake badges. Let's just say that. Salute to Kenneth Walker because he's, you know, Rashad Penny was a bad man himself at running back. And it's kind of interesting to see how he's just like slotted right in there. And they have like right this, in. this really, really great dynamic running back that's just killing it right now. I guess we can get into that a little bit down the line when we kind of talk about how we did last week on our picks. But, uh, you know, let's just off the back, let's salute, you know, the Green Lizard, the Walker Brothers, Hopkins. We've talked about him a little bit on I'm not sure if we talked about him on zero coverage or if it was on PPG cap, but you know, we did talk about like how much he was sorely missed because that dude just gets open and he just gets the football. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is, and he has he happens to have a particularly more talented quarterback than he's had outside of maybe Deshaun Watson. But you know, even when he had some bums out there in Houston, he was still getting like two tutties a game, no problem. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that that's the thing about uh, PJ Walker today with two tutties. Um, just had that written down in my notes, so I had to say it since you said two tutties. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the great thing about you know the recap exposing the exposing to the D list. Um, you know, because everybody likes to expose the D a little bit every now and then. Um, and if there's a player that you guys would like to nominate, you know, we talked about Hopkins. Um, we can extend extend the segment a little bit. Um, 
extends the segment a little bit. Are they a sponsor? Um, if not, anyway. Maybe um, not. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give a, 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 a salute here to uh, CeeDee Lamb because I saw him make an excellent catch today. He, told, he, he pointed to Dak and he said, I'm going deep. And he had two, he had the safety he had the safety back there he had his man right on him didn't matter took it mossed it had beautiful that catch. catch beautiful catch brought it in got hit from the safety held on to it beautiful mm-hmm. catch that was a pivotal boat moment honestly and not even for CD but for Dak's confidence and for the game. offense in general to to show big playability for the Cowboys but mm-hmm. we'll save that for third down salute those men salute exposing the D. Well. One more, one more, stuff, real quick. One more, one more, uh, exposing the D salute from uh, Jacobs. Jacobs on, on Las Vegas, man. Buck 40 on the ground, three touchdowns. Just he just lit up. I mean, look, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't facing the best team out there, but he was just crushing it, was it today. That was a that was a great win for the Raiders, and Josh yeah. had a big, had a big. And they, they, and, he, and he needed that win because they're still they looking. I mean, you know, you know, the, the the Broncos are in last in that division, but you know, with the way the Chargers have been failing, the Vegas has a chance to maybe make something happen this season. I don't know. So I just wanted to big shout out to Jacobs. You know, so Vegas like always wins. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. Like I said, I, I tweeted it. Salute to all the Alabama running backs in the league because Josh D- Jacobs was doing his thing today. Shout out, Horace. Okay, and let me. Do, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I. I salute to to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs for exposing the D in my dumbass because I started the San Francisco 49er defense today, thinking that that would be a smart thing to do in fantasy football. Oof. Oof. I mean, besides the fact that I started Carson Wentz, who, you know, wasn't playing at all today. And I had Marcus Mariota with the nice little buck 80 on the bench. Could have used that buck 80 in my my fantasy game against Jeff. Now I'm going to probably lose against Jeff. Gross. Just disgusting. <laughs> um, but salute to all them. Those are some, you know, some exposing the D. I, I like this, Cap. I think this is something that we might keep in the rotation here just to see some people putting, you know, putting wheels on the ground, getting tutties. You know, we gotta we gotta salute, you know, NFL's building up for some offense. Okay. And we'll 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 think of a defensive segment too, because there's some defense defenders out there that are just my god goodness, they're just crazy. The, the dominating D. But yeah. let's get into a little uh second down and nine. Ready, set, put. Ed Bob, take it away with your uh, Saturday salutes. Oh, sorry. Let me let me let your music kick in here. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Saturday salutes. Here we go. So your boy is starting off here. Number five, Clemson against number 16 Q's. You know, battle of the undefeated. We talked about it last week. Deep and the orange going, you know, undefeated, trying to stay undefeated. Same with Dabo Sweeney. But guess what? Today, it was all Clemson. They were down early. Made a switch at quarterback. Took Double out digits. DJ. Took out DJ Uyunglelele, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Took him out for the white boy. Uh, I told you about them backup white quarterbacks. I don't like them, but this boy came in and he brought Clemson back. And they scored 17 unanswered points in the fourth. 
to stay undefeated. Will Shipley, that boy, a white running back. I was about to say Clemson carries. has the rare white white running the back. Rare white running back. Twenty-seven carries for one hundred seventy-two yards and two tutties. He brought those boys back to stay undefeated. Next. Miami versus Duke, an ACC matchup. And let me tell you, the U is back back in the gutter because Duke, the Blue Devils, took them boys out 45 to 21. The U had eight turnovers. Eight turnovers. Just think about that. All right, we're going to move on. I'm I'm sorry, I was thinking about it. Salute to the Blue Devils for putting pressure on. And having Mike Ryan cry. If you want to see those tears, two ninety nine, less than a cup of coffee a month, you can subscribe. All right. Next, we're going number twelve UCLA versus number eight Oregon, a Pac twelve matchup. Okay. And God you know we we heard about that boy Chip Kelly. We you know God bless football, Chip Charles Kelly. Charles Edward there. Kelly. Everybody mm-hmm. you know Billy was talking about running through a wall for that man, and he can run through mm-hmm. a wall for that man just to lose because they got taken out by Oregon. Bo Nix, the Auburn transfer, 22 for 28, 283 yards and five tutties. Five. Two of, five. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. Eight catches, 132 yards and two tutties. Troy Franklin, he had himself a game. That boy was out there balling. He was out there balling. And we're going to keep it in the family because next we're going on to Brian Kelly. And he's got that LSU program looking pretty good. They beat Ole Miss 45 to 20, I believe. Lane Kiffin, he had them boys playing all right, but not anymore because they got taken out by Brian Kelly with the fake accent and all. They scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth. Uh, Yep. Looking pretty bad for Lane. Moving on, Ohio State, number two versus Iowa. And we already know this was a bloodbath, okay? <laughs> Ohio State put up a 50-burger, okay? C.J. Stroud and Burger. the boys were balling. And let me tell you this, Iowa, they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. That, that, that touchdown was defensive. Ryan Day and them boys are having a good day. They stay at number two. We're moving on. TCU number seven versus Kansas State number twenty-two. Ooh, personal and favorite TCU, of ours, Ed Bob. No, those are our boys. TCU, those are our boys. We're, we're, we're Quentin TCU Johnston pod. and them boys. Matt Duggan and them boys. They were not playing well in the first half, but let me tell you, they end up winning this game, thirty-eight to twenty-eight, to stay undefeated. This is the first right. time in school history that TCU has won four straight games against AP top ranked opponents and i'm telling you them boys are playing well matt duggan 17 every one of those victories 80 yards and three tutties quentin johnston four hey, for 74 and one did touchdown you did you see their what mascot? was that did you i did see, not uh, the horn frogs so it was a, it was a horn frog mascot dressed up so it was a person in a horn frog mascot costume in a michael jackson thriller costume uh dancing doing the thriller salute that team that's our team the TCU Horn Frogs at yeah. number seven. With a zero coverage Horn Frogs. Last but not least, last but not least, I had to salute this squad. Weber State Wildcats played the Montana State Bobcats. And salute to Grant Sands, the Weber State long snapper. He set an FCS record salute with four man. safeties. He is the long snapper, and he snapped the ball over the punter's head 
four times in that game, three times in the first half. Salute to you, Grant Sands, because he gave them, he helped give them the first loss on the season. And yet Weber State still only lost 43 to 38. Salute <laughs> to you, Grant Sands. Oh that God. is the second edition of Saturday Salutes. <laughs> Well done. Well, well done, done, sir. Ed Bob. Salute That's to hot. you, Ed Bob. Yeah, putting in the work, putting in the research, you know, putting your hands in the dirt, putting both hands in the dirt, quite frankly, you know, getting it done. Um, let's keep let's keep it here on, you know, we like to we like to sandwich second down, in between second and third down here. We like to give you a little bit of some Saturday salutes along with POW's well, uh, championship series, which is known as the PCS, right? Give me a second here. We've been having this issue now all weekend with Stu Gott's like Flem and my... There it is. That's yeah. a huge fun. Hit the cough button. I hit it. I hit it. We're we're good. Uh, the, the, the clear wasn't wasn't on there. Okay, so let's get into the PCS. Let me hit my music. All right. So at number ten, you know, hanging around here had a big win this weekend after suffering a big loss, but. They lost to an undefeated team in the PCS, so that's the only, and that's the only loss on their record. Let's give it to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, because Sanders, that quarterback and them boys, they look real good on offense, and their defense showed up late in that game to take the game away from Texas, because Texas was looking like they were going to run away with it. Cowboy up. At number nine, I believe last week on my PCS, they were at 10, so they're moving up a spot here. USC on a bye week, but you know what? They still have one loss, and I think I still want to see what this offense can do. They have Oregon still coming up on the schedule, and that's going to be a big tester along with UCLA. Speaking of Oregon, number eight, very impressive win against UCLA. Now they've lost against Georgia, which makes, makes me think I should probably give them a little bit more respect and move them up on the PCS, but we have a lot of talented teams here in the top 10. Coming down the stretch at seven, our team, you know, it's tough. I wanted to move them into the top five. Possibly they're on the way there. TCU, the Horn Frogs. Let's go. Quentin Johnson and them boys. Sorry. I apologize. Johnston and them boys. He is just amazing. The one tutty catch he had in this game, incredible. Four catches, 18 yards average for catch. This guy is going to go to the NFL. Should be a first round draft pick. Would you agree there, Ed Bob? He looks like, you know, he, he's just an incredible talent. Absolutely. If he doesn't already have the nickname, I'm going to give him this nickname now. That boy Slim. Mm, yeah, he is. He, he, he is Slim. He looks like like he has like a Snoop Dogg like lean figure and he's just always open and, and like just running down the field at number six. Michigan they're you know moving down a spot here I'm gonna switch them out with number five Clemson on the PCS because you know they I think they, they too were on a bye week but Clemson beat a good Syracuse team because I think Whoa. Syracuse might be on the outside looking in here uh, well they actually yeah they were on the outside looking in and so it looks like they are on the outside looking in okay along with UCLA now they got bumped up to the OLI uh, at number four Bama you know they uh, they're Alabama Okay, and they lost a good. They lost against a good team, with quite possibly the Heisman candidate. You know, Heisman House. We already talked about this. Hendon Hooker. Okay, he's looking real good. He got he had last week Saturday salutes. Okay, at number three, 
I wanted to move them to number two, but when you beat Alabama, you get you know you get top two ranking in the PCS. Okay, so number three, Ohio State. Those running backs are for real. The receivers they have are crazy. They're Marvin Harrison Jr. Ju Marvin Harrison Jr. There we go. Yeah. What the fuck did you say? Don't say that name. MHJ. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. There we go. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, really talented team. CJ Stratt, as we did mention in the Saturday Salutes, awesome. Number two, C. They were the true number two in the PCS last week, uh, but I got angry that a certain someone had ditched us on the podcast but at number one you know they're still the you know they still got the title they still got the chip they're gonna take on florida and they're probably gonna handle them the dogs go dog sickum georgia and that is the pcs fellas what do we what are we thinking there you got any disputes there ed bob you know you know we're watching you and i are doing our research we're spending our saturdays here you know i got i had three screens going the other day at the mma hangout on one I had, and then I had, you know, football on either on either screen, just all day long, college football, you know, because we we're putting in our time here for you guys, okay? Our listeners here, you know, we're really wanting to bring you a solid football product, okay? I'm telling you, I've been up, I've been, you know, I'm watching games and while I'm working, and then I'm coming home and I'm staying up, I'm listening to full cast after dark, I'm figuring things out, doing my research to write these Saturday salutes, and I, I don't, I don't think I have too many qualms. Uh, I, Clemson at number five, I, 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 I think it's a little high, but I mean they're they're winning, and I mean when you're winning, you stay where you're at, you know, you're undefeated. I, I definitely think if Clemson were to come up against Alabama, they would get slaughtered. So, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I love Alabama in front of them. Um, you know, even Michigan. Michigan's been looking pretty good. And like, I like them boys at TCU. So, I would a TCU-Clemson matchup would be would be nice to see. I don't know if that's if that's happening. I doubt that's happening. But, you know, I, honestly, the, the whole list, what, number 10, that was what, Oklahoma State? or Yeah, Oklahoma or, State back in number 10, yeah. Okay, okay yeah, I think I can – I can rock with that. I think they're doing they're doing pretty well there. So. Sanders is a bad man at QB there in, in Oklahoma State. I don't have no idea his first name, but he's a bad man. He you know on the ground through the air. You know he he's helping them win ball games. And you know they 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 lost in double OT to TCU. You know that was a shootout. Okay, that was a really good you know football game. Those are two top ten teams going against each other right there. Okay, and we know that now. Mike right? Gundy and them boys. He's got them boys playing. Oh, as much as we don't like him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and everything he's got going on, oh, yeah, and, and, and all that. All right, let's get into third down territory. It's time for For Real, For Real. Funny. Third and goal. Oh, hold on, that was terrible. Third and goal. Oh, that was even worse. All right, let's five more tries. Third and goal. There you go. Take that one. Sorry, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. That's a for real? that's a fine for real, for real. Um, well, I guess you know we're gonna have the third down sounder, and I can just put all those on. Okay. It's time for for real or for real, for real. down from my ceiling and shit. I'm on the floor. Sorry, y'all. My fucker went. What happened, Cap? I'm talking to Rowdy. I'm on the floor doing a fucking exercise, and this big ass spider just come like shooting down from the ceiling like Spider Man and shit. Oh, get some flowers. 
there's no football team named the Spiders, right? No, not yet. No. The Richmond Spiders. There we go. We can start off for real, for real, by just saying Zion's for real, for real. We're not in the NBA talk yet, but Zion's for real, for real. Yeah, that's true. When we get into zero, uh, you know, zero coverage NBA edition, you know, Lord knows what we're talking about then. But the, the, I mean, the the Pelicans in general look like they're for real, for real. That's a good. That's that's a fun basketball team. That's just a fun team to watch play basketball. Um. And anyways, uh, let's get into uh some teams here. The Giants. They beat the Jags, but this is another team that we that we I mean, we're six and one team because they barely beat the Jags. It looks like the Jags were gonna beat them. Like the Jags should have won that game. And that's embarrassing for the for this team that only has one loss. So you know what? The Giants are still we still know that they're just a team that's just for real. Okay. The, the thing, yeah, the Giants they're, because they have well, a coaching staff that's place, real. They're in second place in the NFC East, but their losses to the Cowboys. Okay, like you're, they're not better than the Cowboys, and we like, I think they're playing well. Like I said, their last week coaching staff got them playing well, but a win against the Jags is not a is not a solid win in my and especially eyes. not the way they looked. I mean, they were they were poised in a game where where, where Saquon looked amazing, and poised in a game where the offense was going nowhere, and Daniel Jones was getting you know chased around and throwing it out of bounds. So I think, you know, I think they're the solidly in the for real, but not for real, for real yet. Yeah. I think yeah. Saquon is, Saquon is great. And Daniel Jones, he's, he's playing well that I think Daniel Jones rushing is what's helping them. But like, yeah, they're not, I don't, I still don't have faith in them. After, after what we saw today with the Panthers and the Bucks, the Bucks are no longer for real. You know, I know you have Tom Brady, and, you know, I know some people might care about me out there, which is fine. It's valid, you know, and thank you for caring about me. But I don't think they're for real anymore. That, that yeah. That's – you lost – he was in the, in the XFL, wasn't he, P.J. Walker? Salute to P.J. Walker. I mean – they just traded McCaffrey. I mean, like, they traded their best player. Like, what? you know. And Robbie Anderson. Yeah, and Robbie Anderson. I mean – like he lost in a running back. Yeah, I mean, Foreman looked good, but Foreman didn't look like McCaffrey good. So, you know, I, I was very surprised by that result, but I'd have to agree, Capo. I mean, um, I have to agree, pal. Yeah, I, I'm very disappointed with how uh, with, with how the Bucks are. Yeah, they just – and maybe they have one of these late-season turnarounds like they've – you know, like Tom Brady's had in the past where you have a few games to struggle and kind of adjust to how he's doing things. But I just I, – I, re- I really don't see it. I just think they're just – they're not for real in my book, and they're getting they're yeah, getting kicked out of this category for us. Okay, and they're, Early yeah, their season, their best we game, like- yeah, that was their their best game was the first game of the season against Dallas. And yeah. if you think about it, Dak ended up getting hurt in that game, so he was hurt like halfway through that game. And that's the best they looked was early on in the season when they were healthy, when Brady was healthy before all of these storylines, regardless of what you believe. Like, and since then, like they've looked. Like they've been going just downhill week after week. Yeah, and then I mean they had wide receivers out, and it was like, oh, once receivers come back, once Evan gets healthy, you know, all that stuff, they'll be fine. And it just hasn't made a difference. It's just it's been uh, it's been poor showing. I mean, how how do you score three points against the Panthers? I, I just don't understand. Well, yeah, it, like- it, the worst team in the NFL. One of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, you know, or, or at least we thought so up until this point. Maybe they have the talent that proves otherwise. Now that they've had a, di- a different head coach in there who's doing things a little bit differently, you know, but, yeah, uh, but they traded two of their most talented players. So I just don't, I don't know. 
Brady Brady was on the ground more today than I've seen him on the ground in ten years. And that, yeah. and you know, one thing I have heard is that their offensive line isn't that solid, and he's been, you know, and he and he's been a little scared to get hit, you know, lately. Oh yeah, because he of hasn't that. been he hasn't been hit in years. But everybody on his line is hurt. So what can you do? Pack it up and go home? Yeah, yeah. they don't want him here. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I, I was even seeing like he had like what two hundred eighty nine yards, and I was like, man, like where did all that where did all that go? If you're only Evan getting three dropped. points out of it. Yeah, Evan dropped a wide open touchdown pass, but I mean that would have been one score, and they lost by like three scores. So yeah, yeah. it's just uh, just crazy. Um, you know, uh, I'm I think I'm ready to say that the Cowboys might be for real, for real. Now they're they're in a they're in like in a for real, for real, for real limbo right now until Dak gets his feet back under him. Um, but now you're gonna have a big playability offense. You know the the the. I know the Lions didn't score much last week, but they moved the ball pretty efficiently today in the first half at least, and the the Cowboys only let them score six points. And then the second half completely shut them out. They, yeah, uh, they definitely – they they bent, and, but they did not break defensively because they were, they were definitely getting beat up on the ground, but that's, you know, that's normal, but five turnovers in the second half which is which is big and you I mean if you want to discount the first Trayvon Diggs interception that's fine that's still four turnovers in the second half and that's that's great defense that's great yeah they've been looking really really good you know the 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 fun thing about the Cowboys is they have a ton of speed they have a yeah. lot of On speed offense and defense Every, and yeah. teams they they have a problematic player cuz i read something that he did some some crazy shit but that Thurban guy number 9 really fucking fast Super fast. They just have a lot of, and like every time I see him get the ball on a punt return, kick return, he's gone. He's not even no fair catch, nothing. And like the way he's kind of doing it, he's backing up and he's running into the catch, which has been kind of interesting to see because like once he has that head of steam, he's gone. You know, but they have a very talented team. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to put them in the for real, for real. Once Dak is kind of more familiar, because right away we start seeing their offense, not necessarily. It took a it took them a minute to kind of get the wheels going, and I think they needed it, you know. And and that's kind of been Kellen Moore's. I would say that's been his mo a little bit this season. Like it's it he is figuring things out, and they've been better as a second half team, the Cowboys, and that's where they've won these games. I um, mean, when they're scoring most of their points, but I'd like to see some more consistency in some of that. You know, you just have big playability. You have really they, the Cowboys just find the the tight ends they're looking for. Schultz goes yeah. down. You have two guys behind Schultz that are the exact same guy. They block just as great. They catch just as great. Like you, you, so it's like you, you have that ability to have these players. They should be, you know, a little bit better of a team than they are. But I think the Cowboys are for real, for real. I, for me, it's going to come down to whether they can keep themselves under control. Because you've got Pollard, you've got Elliott. You got to pound that rock. I know that gives you big playability that that rush never gave you or couldn't give you, but you can't necessarily switch your offense. To me, you still got to be a run first offense. You gotta you you gotta pick your spots with Dak. You can't be trying to throw the ball over the field all the game because no. that's what they've sort of done in the past, and that's been sort of their downfall. So I hope. Yeah. And they and, they, and you know, quite frankly, they just don't have the they just don't have the receiving talent. They, the the skill position players they don't have them this year. Gallup is still coming into his own off the ACL. Like he's not the same gallop that he was. So, cause I haven't yeah. seen him make, you know, I haven't really seen him get any separation. I haven't seen him catch the ball very much. 
Um, but he's working into it. CD Lamb he's, he's is awesome. Catches. He's still hmm? making catches. Yeah, he's still yeah, making he catches. Just I, not, I, I just think. He, oh, I think. He but I would say I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to diminish him. I'm just saying he's he's working into rhythm again. Yeah. yeah, he's working into form again. That that's all I'm trying to say. And like like this, you know, that that'll come in time, but they just don't have that right now. And, and yeah, but, but the with the running game what what I'm encouraged encouraged with is they're starting to finally realize you give Pollard first down, second down reps most of the time and then on short down yardage Zeke's just barreling in, you know? Which is really good to see. Yeah, uh, but but if does anybody else agree? Does anybody not you know want to push back? Maybe on me saying they're for real I'm for real. Or? Skeptical. I still think they are just for real. I'm still skeptical. Just as a fan, as a Cowboys fan, I still think they got work to do. I still think Zeke isn't getting enough love. I do think yes, Pollard is a home run hitter, but Zeke is is like you. Is like you say just third good. down, but even, Zeke is consistent. Uh, if you need. Five yards, Zeke will, can get you five. Zeke can get you a seven. Zeke is consistent. Like And like you said, those runs up the gut, those runs in between the tackles, that's Zeke's bread and butter. And I love – like I said, I, the two-headed attack is beautiful. And I think people are just looking at him because maybe he's not as expo- explosive as he used to be. Yeah, he did have knee, some a knee injury last year, and maybe he's not hitting those big home run runs like Pollard. But he was – they were still both 1,000-yard rushers last year. And they're both playing great this year. Zeke is playing better than he played last year. Oh no! This, I, I would honestly say this is the best Zeke's looked in the last four years. So I he's, think he's run Zeke the ball. He's run the ball really well this overlooked. year. Overlooked. I think. It, I think it. It's more like you said. It more has to do with the play calling. I do think Dak did a little bit too much of checking out of different plays you know, this week that I saw not that I know what's going on and what he sees out there, but that is, that is something that's talked about with that when it comes to the play calling, that's something that I've heard people, people go to is that, Oh, that, you know, he switches plays. He calls, he calls out of plays a lot and that doesn't allow for them to, to look very good. So I think there's a little bit of that. And then also, like you said, Dak just getting right because there were some yeah. errant throws that I just did not like. Yeah. There were just stuff that yeah, I saw that I was just like, I, just, I think that's going to come in time. I mean, you look around the NFC, you've got the Eagles. I think they're the class. I think they're a step above the Cowboys. And I think they played, I think they played the Eagles very well to have yeah. played them last yeah. week with Cooper Rush. Honestly, I, I think with Dak, Dak doesn't lose to the Eagles. He's what, like seven and three against the Eagles, Dak. And he, he plays them very well. And they have a great defense. But I think if their defense can match up like they did, because they held the Eagles to a, a pretty decent score, and with Dak playing, if they can make things happen and continue to run the ball, I think they can. They're right there with the Eagles because I'm still yeah. not absolutely sold on the Eagles. Well, that's why it comes I'm down look- to play calling because the the in the first the the you know they're giving if they do lose games, they're losing them in the first half because their their second half adjustments have been great. They've, they've looked really well because even against the Eagles, they came out punching in the, in, you know, Cowboy teams of old when, when it's a big game like this, a big Sunday night game and they're down early in the first half, fold. And it was just nice to see that they, they had some fight and then they, they fought back. But I, I agree with Ant in that, you know, it's just going to take time. And Romo kind of mentioned that too. And it's funny that you mentioned, you know, Dak killing plays at the line. It's like Romo would do that all the time. You just kill, kill, kill. You, you hear it every time and like my my dad who's no longer a cowboy fan like it used to just 
like take all the wind out of him whenever Romo would just kill the play and, and go with something on his own. And then like, and you you see a little bit of the same thing with Dak, but I think it's just, yeah, getting his feet under him. The running game looks really solid. Honestly, a part of that is just the offensive line is really good. You know, we, we're talking a lot about speed and this isn't necessarily a big bruising offensive line. The Cowboys have, they just have fast offensive line. You know what I mean? And so they have, they have to figure out a way to, to exploit that a little bit more, you know, cause they should have a bigger play offense. Cause I mean, the one thing that made Oregon what it's been is they, they would take on smaller offensive linemen because they were faster. And from that, the, your offense is faster, you know? So that's they, what happens with Pollard. You get the sweeps, you get the guards pulling, you get even the tackles or the, or the centers even pulling and you can get people bounced out. And then when, and then Pollard can make his cut and, and he's got the speed to really make the big plays out of it. I think it's just going to take time. You know, what I was sort of getting at before is you look around the NFC You've got the Eagles, which I am very much confident in. But I'm not confident in the Giants. I'm not confident in the, the Vikings. We just all said that Tom Brady is – I mean, so what are you looking at? You're looking at Cowboys as a number two team in the NFC based on how they're playing and based on the competition around them that's not playing well. So I think, I think they're in a good position. And I think we to should talk about that time to sort of get his feet under him and not feel like, man, we're two and four. We've got to come out here and throw over the field. We've got to get these. We, we've mm-hmm. got to get three wins this week. We don't have to get three wins this week. You're six and one. You just got to keep <laughs> chugging guys. along. You're, you're in good position. You're, 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 you're setting yeah. yourself off nice. Guys, yeah, you have, you have the control to win these games. Speaking of t- total about you guys are going back and forth on, you know, on, on, on a lot of good points, but basically you, you keep coming back to, you know, Dak getting right and just time, right? What, so you said previously that the Bears is the next game. Now, I, I don't believe that in the NFL you can score negative points, but I feel like the Cowboys defense and the Bears offense is, you know, a pretty good matchup. Match in heaven. What, what is the next three two, three, four games on the Cowboys schedule following the Bears, just so where, where Dak can get right. Um, I think he, you have all the entire slate. Of- I mean, you're looking at the Bears, you're looking at the Packers, you're looking at the Vikings, and then you got the matchup with the Giants. So I think, you know, I, I think we all expect they'll beat the Cowboys. I think the Packers most likely are going to win that game. And then, you know, none of us think Kirk Cousins is for real. So, you know, you very easily could be 9-1 and one going into the Giants game, which would be a big division game, tough battle, because they're always tough between the Giants and the, and the Cowboys. And, you know, Dak's got where, time to get his feet right. Yeah, and, yeah, they, and they have the Where is Col- the Packers game? Where is the Packers game? Because I don't, I don't have faith that the Packers can beat them. The Packers just they're lost gonna, to uh, the Commanders. No, yeah. that's true. No, the Bears, they got the Bears at home. They got the Packers on the road. The Vikes okay. on the road, and then they got the Giants, you know, in Big D. So, but then after the Giants, they got the Colts and the Texans. So that's that helps them out as well. Yeah. So they could easily be, you know, I mean, we're all talking about the Eagles going to be. I mean, lots of people outside of this podcast talk about the Eagles and the way their schedule breaks. Now they can easily be ten and zero or eleven and zero or twelve and one kind of thing. The Cowboys' schedule sets up very nicely for them too. So I, you know, yeah, I have I mean, never we're seen really that playoff for the Giants the right now. Yeah. Because they all they all have you know they all have the same schedule essentially so yep. that's how we're seeing it play out for all of those teams and uh, yeah speaking of it you know we're, we're talking about like one and two in the NFC and I think that the the third team in the NFC that might be emerging might be the Seahawks are they for real for real I think they're just I think they're 
entering the for real conversation, which I didn't think they'd be in before. They were in kind of like a, hey, you know, not too bad. But now they're starting to look for real because that went against the Chargers today. You know, we picked them to beat the Chargers in, in our way too early wagers, but they kicked the shit out of the shit. Chargers. They were yeah. like, oh, you want a chance to Charger? Not today. No. Yeah. Like, they, they showed up and they whooped that ass. And it, it handedly, too. And Geno Stones, you know, the stones on that kid. My goodness. Yeah. Like, coming out of nowhere. They're, they're looking really good. And I think they might be. I think they're going to win their division. Like, I think they're going to. The Niners and the, and the Rams, they just keep having all these injuries and all these setbacks. Yeah. And to keep, you know, to keep positions of their offenses that I think the Seahawks are going to sneak away with a win here in, in this division. I don't know how you guys might feel about that, but they look really, really good. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll with, a, with, with a great running offense has, yeah. has shown you what he can do. And the one thing that's being mentioned about you know the, the, the picks that they all drafted this year, they have rookies a lot. And this has just been a solid rookie class across the board in the NFL in general. And the you know they have you know you want to talk about a lot of speed they have a lot of speed on the defense they have a lot of good young deep you know players on defense Seahawks are looking pretty good like I, I think they're starting to enter the conversation of being for real uh, and and I'll put my stamp of approval on that watch the watch the pal curse come come through pretty handily <laughs> watch out watch out for the uh, Falcons one game out of first place yeah yes and no but. I mean, I think everyone. Unfortunately, I think everyone in that division is just sort of trash. Maybe the Falcons are, are 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 as for real as anyone else in that division is. But I don't look at, unfortunately, anyone in that division with, with sort of any sort of, you know, like oh yeah, they're 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 in trouble come playoff. You know, they're going to make some noise come playoff time. They've got a chance to go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. No, they don't. They got a chance to go into Philly. No, they don't. They got a chance to go into even Seattle and beat the Seahawks. I don't think anyone in that division does either. So. <laughs> Didn't they? Didn't they beat? Did they beat Seattle? Yeah, did Atlanta beat good. Seattle? I don't. I don't believe in them. But I thought it, Atlanta might have beaten Seattle. All right, well, check that out. But yeah. uh, but right now the the Dolphins are playing the Steelers, and right away two is back in, and on second and nineteen finds Waddle. Boom, first down. Next play, first down to to uh, Tyree Kill. Man, that that mid range. You know, he's a mid range passing assassin. He the the accuracy accuracy there. You know, you can't discount it. Two is real good in between those numbers right there within twenty yards. You know, and and sometimes those all you need is ten to get a first down and just keep those chains moving. You know what I'm saying? And with the receivers you have, the accuracy he has. Oh look at right there, Tyree Kill again. Boom. Eat like the this. You know, Dolphins for real. Now with two yeah. back, they're back in the conversation to be for real already. I've seen enough. Uh, that offense is so damn fast. You just you just dump it to one of them two yards off the line, and then they run fourteen. Either of them can break it, yeah. And that's all. He, that's all he's doing right now. He's had three straight, essentially first downs, and it's just been boom, boom, like getting them getting them the ball real quick. Yeah, and you you double team Waddle, and Tyreek breaks one because he's in single coverage, and you double team Tyreek, and you go to Waddle, and Waddle's in single coverage, and they're both just 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 utterly fast, at, you know, in good hands, and just be able to make plays. Those classic dolphin kits go nice. They're, they're, they're real, real good. All right. You guys ready to, to get into our, uh, no, our- I, I got, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta home up for a second and I gotta talk out to J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, okay. Yes, please. Because please. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, we're on NFL really, topics I mean, right now. So please just take the floor. We're talking about, just because we've been talking about speed on defense, the jets just continue. Sauce Gardner is 
for real, for real, for real, as real as it gets. I mean, he just goes out there and makes plays. And while the offense didn't look good today, the defense kept them in the whole game. And, you know, as I talked about a couple weeks ago, if it was the same old Jets, they would have lost the Packers. If it was the same old Jets, we would have lost today to, you know, backup quarterback from Denver. And and they didn't. And they're 5-2. and two, And I can't believe I'm here, but the Jets are for real. The Jets are not for real, for real yet because their offense is, you know, all over the place. Brees Hall has a knee injury. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. We've got Elijah Moore a little bit dejected and not liking his role. But the defense on the Jets, it's one of the top squads in the league. I don't think it's got the speed that the Cowboys defense does, but I would certainly put it as just a step or two below right there. And and you know, at five and two, not something I was expecting going into this season. You know, I'm usually. Same old Jets, but not this year. I just gotta, I gotta give up for them as, as another for real team that's continuing to make plays, make strides, mm-hmm. and, and show that you know they're in I the like, conversation. And you know what? To be honest, now that they're like playing well, their kits. I'm, I, I like saying you know kits instead of uniforms, like the soccer term. I'm saying. I, I know you. Guys, <laughs> I don't need to explain <laughs> it to you guys, but you know, just in case the audience is curious, um, <laughs> I love the kits on the Jets now. Those new modern, you know jerseys that they have they actually look pretty sick in the fact that they've been doing well but ant have we had enough of a sample size on your quarterback are you starting to think in this next draft or two or you know free agency or just trade deadline scenario are we a quarterback away like is is that something that's starting to enter your mind a little bit or i don't i don't know it's just something to think about because you know the I mean, the, the, the Broncos have a good defense, and the Broncos' defense has been keeping them in almost every game that they're in. So that, you know, and same thing today. But it's something, you know, that I want to ask you. I, I was curious about that today. So here's what I would say. To me, any quarterback that's worth going to get is not going to be available in free agency. It's just not. Like, I mean, you know, even someone like Geno Smith, which is probably in the middle of, of – of, you know, you know, top 15 quarterbacks, you're not going to be able to get him. So I think in the short term, I'm sticking with Zach Wilson. Um, not because I think he's able to throw the ball over the field, but like even a couple weeks ago, you throw a swing pass to Brees Hall and he takes it 45 yards. You throw, a, you, you, you throw a screen to Wilson and he's able to break one. So I think in the short term, I'm willing to stick with Zach. I'm willing to give him certainly at least this season to show whether – all the weapons he has around him, is he able to do enough to, 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 to keep them in games? Yes, he certainly has to be better than – I mean, they had 16 points today, a couple of field goals. They didn't look good on offense. Too many times he's running for his life, throwing the ball away. or you know, His biggest thing is he tries to make a play. He, you know, he, he's, he's 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, two defensive linemen dive at him, he spins out of it, and instead of like – just getting rid of the ball. He tries to still make a throw downfield. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. When you run into good teams, that gets picked. Mm-hmm. He's like Lamar but, Jackson, but backwards. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, look, his, his feet definitely help him get out of some sacks, but he's not. We've he, seen him on red room. I've seen yeah. him scampering, running everywhere, running backwards. Yeah. Like he, he won't run out of bounds. He'll like back up five yards to try to throw. No, he won't. And that's like, He's got to learn sometimes third and, you know, 10 is better than either third and 25 
or the big play. Sometimes you just got to know, all right, I'll come fight another down than necessarily I need to make everything up in one play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good, you know, good way to, to sum it up and to, to look at where he's at in his development right now. But, you know, at the same time in the next draft, I think there's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. From what, from the college football I've been seeing, there's some that are, you know, for real, for real themselves, you know, if we want to, you know, for lack of a better term. Sure, maybe two years down the line, but I don't, I don't think – I think you're doing a disservice to your team around Zach Wilson if in the next draft you say we're going to draft another rookie and somewhat start over when you've yeah. got a defense. That, I mean, now maybe you, gotta, you say you've got a young defense. I mean, you went Sam Darnold to Zach Wilson move, pretty quick, so. you got to see how, how this season plays out because you're winning games with Zach Wilson. He's managing yeah. the game mm-hmm. as shitty as he's – you know, those certain, you know, attributes may be, you can coach those things out of him. Like you can coach yeah. him, like being like Zach, take it easy. Just throw the ball away, live to see another down. You can, that's something I feel like you can coach out of him. And he's, if he's managing the game, he can, he can make throws. I don't like, I've seen him make throws. He can make very good throws. So like he's got potential. I think ex- with experience, you know, he's been injured. He was injured at the start of this season. He was injured last year. You know, with the, a little more time experience, seeing different things. I mean, he's managing the game as well as now. He can continue to do that. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I agree completely. But let's move into our next segment. It's touchdown time. All right, so back here with another edition of Beep Don't Know Bleep on Lauer After Hours presents Zero Coverage with the Legion of Zoom here. All right, he's going to be picking some of the the four games that we went to with our way too early wagers. Beep, how's it going? Uh, It's going good. I think I went two and two last week with having zero coverage and watching zero football. So So pretty happy with myself. Yeah, I went one and three, so... um, not bad at all. So yeah, beep don't know bleep. Uh, let's get going with Giants Jags. Uh, we had Jags man on recently in the podcast, so I think uh, he'd be eager to see what you're gonna choose here. I, I, man, I cannot see myself ever betting against the Giants. You know, being being a, a former Giants fan when I used to watch football. I just can't get away from him. So give me the Giants. I, I think they're plus okay. three, but, you know, just, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Giants there. Worst worst six and one team ever, huh? <laughs> according to Stu Gatz, yes. Yeah, absolutely. according to Stu Gatz, worst six and one team ever. Next game we have on our docket is Chargers Seahawks. Chargers Seahawks. Um, you know, the Seahawks are. Well, I guess they were a good team, maybe at one point. Uh, the Chargers have always been kind of a mediocre team. They're always what the uh, the show says. They're always <laughs> d- down a score, yeah, ninety eight yards with you know a minute fifteen left, no timeouts. The way we've essentially been presenting this game is Chargering versus Seahawking, because I'll, they, I'll go Seahawking because they they do a little similar. Okay, so. Yeah, because um, I think Mike Ryan actually brought up a point this week that was kind of true because it's like, man, the Chargers haven't been doing that well. And I think it's because our, our our good friend Justin Herbert, or as Ed Bob likes to call him, Josh Herbert, is a little scared of some pressure. So you're going Seahawks. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll go Seahawking there. Okay. Seahawks. Okay. Next game that we have for you, Beep, is Browns Ravens. We're still trying to figure out what kind of team the Ravens are, so salute to Cap. Uh, I'm going to salute to Cap here and go with the Ravens. Ravens. Nice. Ravens. I think I think we all we all took them uh, except for actually no, I took uh, cuz I wanted to be contrarian on that one. So I was the only person who against my will I took the Browns on that. <laughs> uh, Packers commies, that, I have declared that, Aaron Rodgers cooked on zero coverage. I think he's overrated and he's now just a glorified game manager. So uh, what do you, what say you, Beep? Who do you got here in this game? Well, let's back up a little bit here. There is no way that you picked that game against your own will. Like, you literally had the choice to to pick the Browns or to pick the Ravens, and you decided to go with the Browns of your own free will and, and free volition. So we kept we kept sweeping too many too many of our picks. Uh, we, so so all right. the, we all took Seahawks across the board in the Seahawks Chargers matchup, and I was like, you know what? We need some parity here, or we need Fair some. You know, we need to we need to switch it up here, and. The only reason why I I find it acceptable is because Jacoby Brissett is still the starting quarterback, and he is the starting quarterback for Powell's Powder Puffs. So, oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we, um, so it works out that way. So we got the Packers versus the Commies. Uh, everybody chose the Packers, and I was the only one, again, a contrarian here, and I chose the Commies because, again, Aaron Rodgers cooked. Well, I couldn't even tell you who the quarterback in Washington is, so I'm I don't think Wentz is starting this weekend, and I just traded for him from Juju, uh, so it's gonna be uh, the what do they call him? The lizard uh, Heineke. He's starting for the for, and he you know he always has those wild sporadic games, and the way the glorified game manager is operating, I still think the commies can pull it out. I, I again, I I can't ever see myself going for someone from the NFC East that isn't the Giants, so I'm going to have to go with the uh, the Packers there. Packers, beep, don't know. Beep. So we got Giants over the Jags. We got Seahawks over the Chargers. Ravens over the Browns and Packers over the Com. And that's been another edition of Beep, Don't Know Bleep on Zero Coverage. Join us next week. Take it off, Cat. P-E-T-S, bets, bets, bets. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. So let's update our records right now on the pod. Uh, coming in at the lead, we have Capo and Beep at 5-3. and three. Okay, they've been doing the best so far. Uh, Capo, last week you had a nice little, uh, or this week actually, my, my mistake, Get a nice little three and one record there, along with myself. Ed Bob also went three and one, and Ant went two and two, and we had a, a nice little three Fucking and one. Fucking Duval. Yeah, Duval. The, the Jags just let you down. Jack, uh, myself and Ant are at four and four, and we got Ed Bob at three and five, rounding up the predictions here. You know, on the on the way too early uh, wagers that we've started off with so far. Um, you know, some, some good games here, you know, guys, I just had a Aaron Rodgers is not for real. I told you the commies were going to beat them because he's a fraud. He's just a glorified game manager now. Who's just cooked. Okay. He's, a, he's just not, you know, 
not the person you know we all thought he'd be you know we all called the seahawks today we all saw that coming you know but we thought it was going to be in a chargers like fashion not just a straight up beat down all right but let's get into uh next week's picks here um we have bucks ravens all right we have bucks ravens let me go ahead and get out a trusty little pen and uh that way i can write down some of what we have ed bob can I start with you, sir? Yep, yep. Um, Bucks Ravens. I definitely got the Ravens on that. Got the Ravens. They're at plus one and a half. The Ravens on this game. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what say you, Ant or Cap? Sorry. <clears throat> oh man, big announcement here. Who should I take? Who, who do you guys think I'm taking? Oh yeah. Sorry, Come I should have gone with you last. Ravens. Uh, of course, yes, yes, yes. Ravens against the Bucks. What say you, Ant? I'm sorry, I'm going to keep the trend. I, I, I'm going with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are still a team that is for real. You know, they actually held on today. I, I thought they were going to cough up that game against the Browns in the fourth quarter because they've been doing them a little bit. But they are still for real team. And uh, I know it's not fun to do this always. And we'll see what uh, maybe Beep will, will break this here when he does his you know, um, beep, don't know, bleep picks of the week. Uh, but we have Ravens as well from myself. I think that they're going to take it. Next up on the docket here is Pat's Jets. Okay. Ant, since this is your, you know, your team, I think I think I learned here with Capo. We'll have you pick first. Who are you going with in Pat's Jets? So uh, I'm sorry to do this to Jets Nation, but I'm going with the Pats. Um, and they might be starting Jones. Yeah, I mean, that. I don't think it matters one way or the other. Unfortunately, I think Brees Hall might be done for the year. That's what it seems, the rumors I'm hearing on. And if that's the case, I, the, the offense is not there without without Hall. They just Carter's a good running back. He's just not the same explosiveness that, that Brees Hall is. And so I unfortunately think it's going to be the Pats next week. Interesting. Cap? Um, I, I'm in love with uh, Bill Belichick's running game, um, but I'm taking the Jets. Pat's taking the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I, too, Cap, am taking the Jets. I just, you know, if I'm going to talk about those five kits, and I, if they're not starting Zappy, I think they have a solid chance to beat the Pats. What say you, Ed, Bob? This is a tough one because you say... Mm-hmm. Starting mm-hmm. jump, right? Or is it Zappy? Do we know? It's Jones. There's, I think I'm pretty sure Jones is gonna start. And I don't like that, but I do. I just feel like I do feel like Belichick has the Jets number, but Salah's got them receipts. I'm gonna go with the Jets on this one. Ooh! I thought we were gonna. I I almost thought you were going Pats on that one. Okay, interesting Jets. Okay, next. This is gonna be. This is a real interesting one. Seattle's plus one in this one. We got Giants in Seattle in a battle of who's more for real. Honestly, I'm going to start off here because I already kind of put my money where my mouth is a little bit, saying the Seahawks might be the third team in the NFC. So I'm going see. I'm going with the Seahawks over the Giants. Wow, a little, Cap. a little. Uh, what do we have here? We have here a uh, a little for real, for real bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A L for real, for real derby. Um, Anyway, uh, Seattle. 
There we go. Uh, let me go with you, Ed Bob. Seattle. Seattle. Wow. Hawks. What, what say you, Ant? I'm going the other way. You're going, going New York. I think it's going to be a close battle, and I think in the end, it's going to be the Giants by a hair. Nice. So we have Seattle, Seattle, Giants, Seattle. Okay. Last game here, and you know what? For our fans, you know, since they've been so patient with us today, we might give them a little bonus one too. But last one here, we have LA against San Francisco. We have the Niners against. Sorry, I should be more. But we have two LA teams now. We have Rams, Niners. Uh, let's go, Ed Bob first. I don't like this game at all. Um, but I think I like the matchup of the 49ers defense against the LA offense. So I'm gonna go with the Niners. Niner gang. Okay, uh, let's go Ants next. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm keep that trend going. I'm going with the Niners as well. I just think the Rams are in such disarray that, uh, that even uh, the issues that the Niners are having, their defense, their defense is just gonna be too much for, for, for the Rams without a second receiver behind Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cap. So if. The uh, if the Niners nine and the Rams ram, um, but you caught a Niner in there. Mm. Um, I'm guess I'm go you know, but that's on the breakdown right there. I'm going with with the Niners. Gonna have to shout out Chris Barley, RIP. There you go, and I'm going to go with the hometown Rams. You oh, know, shit. embarrassed last time against this team. I think they need a little pick me up, and I think this might be a game where they kind of. Put things a little bit together. So I'm going with Rams. Whose house? Bonus time. Just for little shits and gigs. Shout out to Shiggles. Um, Rise up. Shits and gigs, yes. Um, Lay down. We have uh, Green Bay versus the Bills. We love how much we're covering the Packers here and Aaron Rodgers' downfall. So uh, who who do we got? Uh, Green Bay is plus 10 in this. Ant. Um, yeah, I think I think 10, 10 and a half is just way too much, and I'm going to go with the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers has one more game left in him. You're going with the Pack. I'm going to go Bills. I'm getting that out of the way. Bills, because that dude's cooked. Okay. Ed, Bob. Um, I'm definitely picking the Bills to win outright, and I honestly, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can cover with the way that the Bills are playing, so... It's just bills, 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 bills. Bills, bills, bills. Cap. Mm, can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my? Oh, anyway, we're not gonna <laughs> do this. <laughs> um. So, uh, Kyle Allen. Who? He, um, Callen. He he likes to cry a lot. Um. Mm-hmm. I know it's Josh Allen. Uh, but I constantly call him Kyle Allen to my son for whatever reason. Um, I have he no idea. Like why. He looked like he a Kyle. Look like a Kyle. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he act like a Kyle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. He, he, I respect him as a, he is a bull on the field. He can run through people. He can jump over them. He can sling the pill with the best of them. Homie, quit fucking crying. Quit fucking crying. Cry, baby. Crying. 
It'll you be crying after face, facing the Packers next week. There's no Ooh. crying. You do not need to be out here crying for calls. Go out there and play your game, young man. You are great. Stop fucking crying. Stop Bills fucking crying. I'm not sold on them. I'm with Billy Gill. Still not sold on them. But so who are you? So who are you picking, Cap? I'm picking the Bills, but the, the okay, they're, they're definitely over. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Gotcha. So right, I'm contrarian this week. Well, yeah, you, you, and you know what? We, 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 sometimes you got to play a little bit of that, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying there? All right. This is, I think that's going to do it for the, for the podcast tonight. Thank you for listening. Currently, we have Miami versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Miami looks like mo- they got the running game finally going, which is crazy because the Bucks weren't able to do anything against this Pittsburgh team last week. And right now, they just, oh, ooh, ooh, two, 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 ooh, scrambling, ooh, ooh, do, juke and jaw. Wow, you know, just incredible football here. That's going to do it for the Legion of Zoom. Tonight, we had on Capo out in Baltimore, B More, the home of the Ravens, out in God's country, Ed Bob with his Cowboys getting a dub today. Also getting a dub today. We got a ant out in Brooklyn. You know the J E T S Jets 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 doing their best. And obviously I'm not really I don't really have a team, so I just got to enjoy lots of football today on two screens. You know what I'm saying, fellas? Alright, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Legion of Zoom.